Okay, I guess I'll get it out here. Uh, Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant comic time. Okay. For now, Helena, I'll have to stay yeah. in your dreams. Amazing. <laughs> And welcome to the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are five E D and D podcast set in the homebrewed world of Erith. I am not Mark. I am not your dungeon master. I am Ian. I play Drago. Mark is not with us tonight, so we are doing a podcast session without him, uh, DMless, as it were. So stay with us. This is going to take some interesting turns. It's going to be more of an audio book style episode as it were a Dungeons and Dragons episode, but it will be fun. Regardless, we still have our usual cohort of players with us. We have Casey, who plays the human champion Helena Sleepguard. Hello all. We have Danny, who plays the human cleric Claude. Emma Raducanu for the win. Oh man, respect to Emma Raducanu, who's just... Just made the US Open final at the young age of 18, and she's the first British female to do so since 1960. Female and all male, right? No, because Andy Murray. No, Andy Murray. He's gone and smashed that shit. (gasps) Yeah. 44 years. But we don't take anything away from that. You know, Murray's his own thing. Murray Murray took years of graft to get well i'm not saying that emma didn't graft for it but murray took years in his professional career to get to the u.s open final emma this is her second grand slam of all time entering wimbledon as a wild card what are we doing this isn't a tennis podcast we have darren who plays the human rogue fighter robin 15 love (laughs) (laughs) we have will who plays the human bard fighter swashbuckler Carstan. Uh, yeah, that's correct. And I, for one, I'm looking forward to our DMless game because shit's going to go off the rails. It's going to be interesting for sure, like a uh, theme park ride at Alton Towers. You're not sure if you keep the limbs afterwards. We have Callum, <laughs> oh who plays the gnome God. sorcerer, Folly <laughs> Fizzlebang the Ninth. Oh my God, that got done. We are getting sued. Hi, we are everybody. so getting sued. <laughs> just Ian is, just Ian is, it's fine. And we have me, who plays the dragonborn barbarian paladin, Drago. Hello. Wait, you introduced yourself twice. Also, you forgot to say we're a live play podcast, by the way. I think I did say live play. Well, go easy. Well, go easy. Go easy. Yeah, go easy on me. I don't normally introduce this shit. I normally leave that but to Mark. But we don't Mark. go easy on Mark, so why are we going easy on Ian? Well, very true. Okay. I did the sign-offs. I'm just a player. I'm just a player. Anyway, let me try and set the scene for you. Last week... After an intense battle, we managed to take out the threat of the goblins, even capturing one leader-looking type one in the process, who now sits unconscious. Uh, in terms of like where we are in the story, we've just completed the first of three key areas of this basin that we have in front of us from the mountainside where we had Kelson, unfortunately, pass away from us. And these key areas are where the portals can be set up to take on the blight. And these portals will help bring the army of the living to take on the threat of the undead. 
Uh, the party are currently sat in the closest area to the mountainside. And the mountainside is where in episode 97, I think, we entered through with Vance and Lucian. And unfortunately, like I said, Kelsan passed away. Karstan, having seen the threat in front of us, identified that the camp closest to us was the goblins. And so the party, without Lucian and Vance, made their way down the mountainside and into the goblin camp. This goblin camp is set in a deep bowl-like structure. So you've got your surface land in front of you and then deep recess in the middle, which is where the goblins set up camp. It was beautiful. Their purpose was to set alight this pyre that was set and the highest point of their camp um, that would let the the hordes of undead know that a threat had come on to take on the blight. The threat being us and our party. Uh, a key battle ensued, taking over two episodes of 98, and the whole purpose of that battle was to have the party stop the goblins, light the pyre. Like I said, we did so. It's all very good. Um, the party themselves will feel tired, uh, taking into account that since the last long rest, We've battled Moorcrafts, Wraiths, uh, Claudus Cast of Abidance. We've witnessed the death of Kelson, the Cartographic Wonder. And then we've battled the Goblins and managed to hold them at bay. This has taken a toll on everyone. Everyone is feeling tired. Uh, everyone is, is looking forward to a long rest. As the battle subsides, the feeling of glory dissipates quite soon as the atmosphere around us starts to change. The sky has gone from this kind of mottled gray of day to a dark pitch black of night. And with it brings the change of temperature around us. You're all not sure if this temperature is actually from the weather or if it's magically manifested from the blight itself, but the temperature drops and gets cold. So cold that when you breathe out, you can see the air of your breath mist up in front of you. Vance and Lucian are still at the edge of the mountain face. Helena, you receive a message. You're not sure whether your brother can actually cast message or whether some greater deity is involved. But still, you hear Lucian's voice tell you that him and Vance will stay on the alcove of the mountain edge. It will give them a greater view of the ongoings below and will be able to warn you if any threats come towards your way. That and Vance is having a hard time leaving the body of his brother Kelsan behind. Helena, you look around you and your friends, the party you never thought you'd have, especially considering your royal upbringing. Everyone is busy getting the camp set up, almost as autonomous, autonomously, that's a word, I swear, um, which is down, you'd put down to how long we've all been traveling together. Uh, Folly looks like he's getting ready to prepare a fire. Uh, Claude is stood nearby him. You see Claude look down on Folly, and Folly mutters something under his breath. You then see Claude nod and start to move around the camp, assumingly having just been asked to collect wood. Castan is sat down, uh, seemingly looking at everything and nothing at the same time. After a moment, he seems to have thought of something and opens his book. The book he's been carrying around with him this entire time, writing down all the adventures that we've befallen to as a party. 
He sits there with his tongue sitting, uh, sticking out of his mouth, quill in his hand, writing feverishly. Uh, Robin and Drago off to one side. Uh, both stood up. The two remaining companions from the Sword Coast, they don't seem to be in conversation, but rather they're both alert. You study them for some time. You come to realize that they are just viewing the perimeter, wordlessly working together as they've always done. Robin scanning the north side of the makeshift camp, Drago scanning the south. And after a moment, you see Robin tap the shoulder of Drago, who gives a nod, and they both seem to settle and stand a little bit more at ease. Looking around at your makeshift family, you get this feeling creeping up on you, this sense that these moments are coming to an end. The impending battle with the blight starts to weigh that little bit more heavy on you. You've seen battle before. You know the odds of everyone making it out is low. Even after the blight, there is no telling if this group will stay together. Everyone is, after all, on their own path. After taking a moment, letting this sink in, you stand and you try to shake it off. You look around this camp, this battle that's just happened with the goblins. You realise that, yes, this is a good time to rest. It's been a while and a lot has happened. And you've already seen your party members around you just try to make the best of it. You try and put thoughts of Vance and Lucian down to one side and assure, assume that because Lucian's told you that he's going to be safe up on the mountainside, you don't need to worry for now. And you set about moving about the camp. And this is where we pick up with you viewing your camp and your party. So um, Helena is feeling the cold. She's been stood sort of on her own, facing outwards. She's been looking out at the bodies that have been slain, the goblins that have been slain. She's been thinking about this whole journey from the moment that she and Karstan met when she, uh, her and Felstrop left each other to go their separate ways. Helena has been thinking about her time with the Obsidianis, um, fighting, learning how to fight, learning and how to how to train to fight, thinking and wondering if the training that she had was good enough. She's come this far. She's still living. She's grateful for that. But she just doesn't know if it's going to come to an end sooner than she'd hope, whether or not the future holds what she wishes for her and her family. She's lost a lot along the way. The family that she thought was still waiting for her in Goldview is no longer here. And, or they are, but they're, they're sporadic, they're spread out. They're, they're not where she needs them to be. And the future that she had in her mind is completely different. And she doesn't know if she's going to get that back. What she does know is by looking at her, like you say, makeshift family. She knows that she's got something tight here. She knows that she's got a bond that will last forever, no matter if these moments are as fleeting as they come to as they leave. She'll have the memories. She'll have the bonds. She'll have formed those relationships and she'll be able to call the friends that she's made her family for as long as she lives. 
she takes a look at the party and she starts taking off her armour little by little. She feels heavy. She feels weighted. She feels out of breath. She needs to rest. She needs to sit. And she can see the breath, her hot breath, out in front of her face. And she slowly trudges over towards the campfire where she slams her her armour down, the top half of her armour off her shoulders. She slams it down onto the floor with, with a lot of weight. Fuck. And then she sits down at the fire that Folly has just made and she rubs her hands together and starts warming her palms on the fire. And she turns to Folly and she's going to say, as her teeth are chattering a bit, have you got any tricks up your sleeve? Yeah, I've normally got a trick or two planned. You know what I'm like. I know, I'm just thinking of not even just pure entertainment for this evening, but for the, the days to come. You're looking for something a bit more grander? Perhaps something, I don't know, maybe a queen or something? I don't know. I, I suppose I'm just thinking about how long we're, we're going to last as a group. It's been a hell of a journey. And just thinking about those upcoming days. I'm wondering if there's anything guaranteed in your pockets to allow us to succeed. Well, I'm afraid the only guarantee you ever have in life is that there is no guarantees. My travels have taught me that much at the very least. You say you don't know if we're still going to be here at the end of this, but we're quite an odd bunch, really, aren't we? I think so, yes. It's something I'd never expect for us all to be together. A group, a party that I never thought I'd be friendly with. But you've all never let me down. And I hope you can say the same about me. <laughs> I've seen you fight. You, you've, you've certainly not let anybody in this party down. Thank you, Folly. Claude, do you need a hand with, uh, with the wood or have you got it? Uh, I mean... Folly's magic sort of does it. I'm just grabbing wood for aesthetics, really. Well, you look tired. I just wondered if I could take the load off a little. Uh, yeah, sure. And I'll pass you the four twigs I've managed to scavenge in this uh, barren <laughs> landscape. Thank you. Uh, Careful, that one's a bit prickly. Right, right. And she just throws them onto the fire. Oh, oh. Well, isn't that what they were meant to That one go? was probably medicinal. Right, well, then. Oh, it's, it's okay. I'll leave it to you, Claude. Um, how are you feeling? Me? Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? I think I went past the point of tiredness. I've never felt more alive now. What do you expect us to do? Oh, I think I could end the blight now. Shall we do it? Don't be stupid. We've got to rest, Claude. I think we should go right now. I've got the adrenalines. That's because you've just been in a bloody battle. Not so bloody, actually. More... Gobliny goopy. Yes, I, you've still got some on your shirt. Just, just there. And Where's my shirt? Well, whatever that thing is, cloth, whatever. Oh, it's just under my towel. Chin, yes. Yeah. Would you like me to? No, never mind. No, no need, no need. Did you 
get food in for us this evening, or...? Yes, I have prepared a banquet. What? No, there's a dead crow over there I was thinking about <laughs> roasting. I thought maybe we might have some sort of beast. Well, the last time I prepared a meal, you you didn't take it, so I didn't think no, it was... No, that's because it came from the weird gods that you think you believe in, and... Well, singular. Okay, fine, God. And he's Akiva. not weird, he's actually okay. saved our lives. That's what you think. I I have different beliefs. I understand. Did you think this wind's picking up? Do we need to form a little bit more of a stable shelter or No, this is the quietest it's been in a while. I keep looking and I can't sense anything nearby. I think we could actually good. just take a moment. To do what? I think Carstan needs a nap. Um, and Helena will look over at Karstan, who's still with his quill writing looks, looks like in his, his journal. His tongue's fallen out of his mouth. That's his concentrating face. Can you not see that? Oh. That makes his, sense now. The cogs are definitely turning, I can tell. I'm wondering what he's writing. And then she's just going to get up from her log that she sat on, um, or tree trunk, whatever it is. And she's going to give her bones a big stretch and you're going to hear some cracks in her knees and her shoulders. Ugh. And then she's going to just slowly walk over to Karstan. Which one's your fave? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Of the <laughs> stories. Which one's your favourite that you've written? I mean, it's, 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 it's all one big story, really. It's, it's, it's our story. But you've got to have a favourite of all the things we've been through together, Karstan. I, I, I mean, I liked the bit when we were in the carts coming down from the mountain before we were attacked, when it was quite nice and we saw that really nice view. That was quite nice. Was this before um, or after the cart where we were uh, drinking? Before that. Before before the cart started to maybe fall and before Folly turned into an owl um, and that kind of stuff and, you know... There was a time where where Claude turned into something. What was what was that thing? Oh yeah, I turned we turned Claude into a bird so we could look around the mountains, didn't we? Yes, and he thought he'd stay yeah. like that forever, right? Yeah. Um, that was yeah, quite be, scary, actually. Uh, for him, ma- for us, it was. Quite m- maybe one day, maybe one day, I'll like transform him while he's asleep, so he thinks he's gone back to being a bird. <laughs> um, I but, think but maybe- I think he would find that funny. He is a, a practical joker himself. I'm I'm sure he would return the favour. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, maybe maybe after all of this, maybe when things are less, you know, doom and gloom, and we're all going to die or not. That's the case, maybe. Do you think we're all going to die? No, I. You've got to have more faith in us than that, Castana. Oh, I do have faith. I, I, you know, I think when, um, you know, when I was speaking to my chicken wizard friend, he he said that there was no way this could end without there had to be a sacrifice of some kind. He said. So you do think somebody's going to have to die? I don't know. In in all in all great stories like this, there's always a little bit of, you know, some heroes no don't make it through. But that that's that's part of what their part is, isn't it? So I'd like it not to be like those stories. Um, 
but you never know. I mean, that's why I'm trying to write as much as I can. I'm hoping that if I get as much of this written down as I can, that way, when all the mages and that lot arrive, if I find someone from the Sanguine Lands, I can give it to them to maybe get back to the Sanguine Lands just in case things don't go all right. And then our story can still be told in whatever shape or form it actually ends up. That would be lovely. Yes, yeah. I think um, we'd all deserve that, actually. Something. I mean, to... I'd, ho- I'd hope to be able to deliver it ourselves, but, you know, got to prepare for the worst. Uh, well, I don't think that all of us aren't going to return. I'm sure that at least one. I'd hope so. But, you know, it's... I mean, the track record of the Blight is that nobody survives. So we have to prepare ourselves. But we've got through a lot. Yeah, it just seems, it feels like we've never had a chance to just, I don't know, just, just take things in, like since meeting you, and then we we went to, to Blackmouth, and it's all just, it's all just built up and up and up, and, you know, it's, there's never been like, you know, I could, I could do with a holiday, I could do with a holiday. I don't think I've ever been on a holiday. Oh, they're lovely. I know people that did, my friend Lucy, my old friend from Goldview actually she she said that her parents used to go on holidays vacations if you will uh, I never went with her I I didn't know what they were well, what do you do on on a holiday well we um when we used to go on them before with with, with my family you know, used to I don't know used to go to the beaches the white golden beaches of the sanguine lands famous for them they are I'm used to I don't know, when we were really younger, we used to paddle around in the sea and, and build little sand forts and, and then, you know, we'd have our armies attack them. It was all lots of fun. Have armies attack who? Oh, when we built our sand castles and then, you know, normally, normally... A sand uh, castle? A castle of castle. sand? Yeah. Well, the, the sand has to be wet. To, well, you know, you, you, you get your little spade and then you make it shape and yeah. Wow, that's, that's clearly bonkers. Clearly, Your Majesty, that you know this, 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 this rural life. You need to get some, some real you time in. Yeah, that would be good if there is life after the blight, which I'm hoping I can explore with you, with all of you, with Lucian, with Sebastian. Yeah, mother, it'd be nice father. to. Yeah, and we'll find them after all this. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Once we've got all this sorted, we'll go out there. We'll find your family, and then I'll be like, "Look here, Kingy. If if you let me talk to him like that, um, I mean, Claude might do it for me because everyone Claude talks to people and he talks silly things sometimes, and actually he gets away with it. So maybe if I get him to do it, um, uh, he won't like get executed for calling yeah, him I, Kingy. I can't say that my father will allow you to call him Kingy. That might take some time. Okay, okay. Um, but no, we should probably time to take you on a holiday, you know, because he owes you for ending the blight. Probably. I, I I should hope so. I mean, the only problem is Lucian might rust. What do you mean? Well, his arm. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, we just yeah. don't get him in that side. You just take him in sideways. Or backwards, okay. even. I'm, and I'm sure Claude, as his best friend, will help. Of course. Of course. Listen, apparently there's a dead crow for dinner, so head over that I mean, way if you want a little bite of a feather. Personally, I was just going to eat some of our travel rations. 
Um, that sounds like a better idea. R- rather than, I'm not quite partial to Dead Crow. I'll leave that to, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Drago might want it. I don't know. I, I also don't know. Keep keep up the good work, Carstan. Are you okay? Uh, I'm as good as I can be at the moment. I'm trying to think about life after. Well. I'm sure we'll have lots of plans to make. Uh, but yeah. We're being positive, of course. I'm trying yeah. to be realistic. Exactly. You've been a good friend, Carstan. Thank you. It's. I'm glad I met you. Me too. And she's just going to stand up. Because after, after her and Carstan were talking a bit, she, she started to kneel down a little bit into a squat um and was just sort of playing around or just sort of um you know messing with the dirt in her fingers a bit and yeah just sort of drawing pictures in or drawing circles in the in in the dirt in the in the mud so she gets up and she dusts off her fingers and she feels the breeze again on her face hitting her cheeks making them rosy and she turns around looks over to um robin and drago who are just having a little... They sort of nodded to one another, looked like they were in conversation, now look like they're both in their own thoughts, and she's going to walk over to them. How are you feeling, she says to Robin. Uh, I'm well. I'm... Well, I'm tired, I suppose, but I'm a... It's very hard to switch off at the minute, Helena. I am. Um, I have lots of thoughts about this. About this kingdom of yours. What thoughts do you have? Uh, may I speak freely to you? Of course. Uh, do you want me to hear this? I'm just kind of searching the perimeter, but if you're speaking freely from the heart, are you comfortable with me hearing this? It's not anything I would choose to hide from you, Drago. In fact, your your insights are often more candid bleak. and more bleak. Rage-filled. Rage-filled, but actually perhaps insightful than, 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 than perhaps you give yourself. No one's ever for. said that I'm insightful before. I don't exactly know how to take that. Well, it's, 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 it's as close to a compliment as I think I can give you without bordering on insult. Yeah, I, I get it. You find it hard to compliment me. I would do the same. That's okay. I'll take it on the chin. There are there are two scenarios when all is said and done. We win or we lose. And either way, the, the fight doesn't end when either of those scenarios happen. If we as successful and the blight is defeated, Delmon Trace and his army of lunatics still control your city. They but still... surely that's better to have that and to compete with that than to compete with something we have no. Oh, oh it's it's the better over. it's the better outcome. But well, I don't think your story is done when this is over. The other scenario is we lose and then the blight is probably going to spread all over this kingdom. And from what I've seen of this kingdom, there's only there's only one place that would stand a chance to hold out against it, and that is Goldview. 
And if that happens, someone is going to have to marshal the rest of this kingdom, Bleakmoor and Blackmouth and Evershire, into a place of safety. The city will be crowded. Happily, I think if that happens, Delmontrace and his band of lunatics will tuck tail and run across the sea. But then again, that we will have a scenario where the blight is potentially spreading across. Robin, if if that scenario of the blight winning comes true, we won't be around to see the consequences of that. Oh, I agree. But one of us has to be. And I suppose Helena might... Has to be. But if we've... I don't believe for one instance that if the blight wins, that all of... Not one of us would survive. Well, no. I mean, if the if if we lose here, then one of us has to. And 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 I suppose Helena, my my question to you is: I I, I do not doubt that you are prepared to die to, to end this. But my question is: I suppose, are you prepared to survive against all costs? I am. If one thing that's taught me. Over the past few days, I know I've been worrying a lot about taking extra responsibilities, responsibilities that have been unexpected and ones that have been thrust upon me, ones that have been acted on very quickly or thought about quickly. And I've been doubting it a lot. But one thing that I feel most confident in now is if the world is to be different after the blight, I would like to be its continuum. I would like to be the thing that doesn't change. I would like to be something that that keeps my kingdom as I know it in good stead and in good spirits. If you guys are not with me on the in the party, if you're not with me by my side after when we leave, if you want living after the blight, after the battle then at least I know that I've done my best and I know that we've done our best together. And I feel that surviving is the one thing that I can do in order to continue. One thing and the least thing I can do in order to thank you for being by my side throughout this most troublesome journey, this most epic journey. I think what Robin was trying to dramatically get across is if and I don't I want to make it clear that I don't like going into battle with this thought in mind I think that you need to switch your priorities a little bit here Robin and go with a winning attitude rather than a what if but I understand why but I think Helena what Robin was saying was if you're faced with a situation where all of us have died to the blight are you prepared to be the survivor of defeat Of course. I have to be. I am you all. I am my father, my mother, my brothers. I'm my kingdom. I will stand for us all. If that means that I stand for the losing party, if I stand for defeat, then so be it. I I don't bring it as a mode of defeatism. I bring it as a a mode of hope, Helena, and your words give me hope that if you survive this, I, 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 and I say this to you, having traveled with you, and I say this to you as a friend, as a person, and as someone who 
is starting to understand the importance of society where there is a monarch or a leader. And I understand it for the first time because I think in you, I, I see something larger than a, a fighter or a warrior. I see... I feel as long as Goldview and Sleepguard has you, it it has a future. And it's not defeatism that makes me say that. It's it's hope that whatever happens while we're here, there's hope either way. I don't want you going into this battle or this final battle with the Blight with any modicum of thought of losing or what happens if we lose or what happens if the Blight wins. I'm worried that if any one of us goes in with that attitude that there's a slight chance we'll fail. We're not giving everything in this battle to win. Call it misguided. Call it ignorance. But I feel like we're stronger if we all just believe we're going to win this and have no thought to loss or what would happen if we lose. I I agree with you, Drago. I... I do just feel that it was part of my my journey and my thought process that I needed to get to grips with the fact that if we do not succeed, I need to have a clear view of what's going to happen. And I feel comfortable with that fact. And that being said, I can now cast my point of view, my perspective onto hope, onto promise and onto a better future. Hope that we're going to win, though. Absolutely. Like- Okay, I'm just making sure. Like, I'm doubling down on this. Absolutely. We will win. I'm going in there with all hope that we will win. And all attitudes. Not hope. We are winners. Okay. Switch the word out hope to for sure we're going to win. You too, Robin. We've been in this a long time. And we've come too far to fail. I'm not saying that you're not fully invested in it, but I don't like it when you're talking about what might happen if we lose. Because you, of all people, who's been by my side this entire time, brother in arms, I need you on the same level that I'm at. We're going to do it. I'm on that level, and I don't think me thinking about a scenario where that happens in any way changes that. You may think it does, but it doesn't for me. There's no possibility in my mind that we lose. Fine, which is great. And I'm with you, and I want that to happen. She'll be proud of you, you know. Tali. It's not purely out of ideology that I think about what happens to that city, and it's not purely out of care for the common good. It's out of thought for someone who is incredibly dear to me, and... I have to think about what happens beyond the blight because that's how I protect her. We protect her by beating the blight. First step. Second step, I don't know. You all have your own things to do and I have mine. I mean, I need to find my mother. My mother still needs treating. Indeed, and that's a noble cause. One that I would never sway you from. I don't know whether the blight will stop her illness or whether the blight 
will help the illness to to smother her body. I, I don't know what her illness is. I didn't think that anyone did or does. And what makes it worse is that we don't even know where she is. So I'm trying to keep my mind straight by thinking about the blight and the thoughts in my mind are going from negative to positive to hope to to failure. And I don't think you could blame me because there's lots of things that I fear if we do not do this, and we do not do this to the best of our ability, that I lose everything. My family, my kingdom, the throne, not just for me, but for my family. They lose it all. I've come a long way. So please don't get me wrong when I say that I'm hoping for a positive outcome here, Drago. I want exactly what you want. I just have a lot riding on it. My apologies, but I can't key into these feelings. I'm at a detriment, maybe, to social conversations here, single-mindedly to a fault of just defeating the blight. And whatever happens afterwards happens. I have my own wishes and I have my own demons that I must face after the blight and I will and I, I'm pretty sure that journey takes me away from all of you but as of right now I'm, I'm one track minded and I'm sorry if that comes across as me trying to bulldoze you into the same thought pattern I admire but, your strength Drago and your willpower and- or ignorance as he gives her as a elbow to Robin. Yeah. yeah, she laughs and gives you a big tap on the, or like a hit on the shoulder, on the back of the shoulder. Uh, ignorance, you could call it. Uh, I yeah. admire it for you having that one-track mind. You're not persuaded by anything else. You're not swayed, and that is admirable. It's the only way I know. I'm going to go and warm up by the fire. Uh, yes. Please excuse me. And she'll watch him head back over to the fire. I just wondered if you would mind me standing here with you just for a few minutes. No, not at all. Not at all. I um, I enjoy your company, Helena. You've taught me a lot. You're incredibly wise for, well, for someone your age. And I I mean that as a compliment and not a condescending or patronising or... um, that's okay. Thank you. I enjoy your company too, Robin. You know, I also have been giving thought to my path after this, and I I have come to terms, and I'd like Claude's help with this, but the fact that maybe I won't be returning home. So I may need to say my goodbyes, or if it Kiva or any of the gods really could grant me some kind of favor and, and, and allow my sister here. I, I, I think she would want to be a part of this, but if that can't happen, then then I'm prepared to do this myself. And if Drago's path is away from you, then I would like to think that mine, well, I saw things in that city. I saw a lot of innocent people and I saw people who believe in your family and believe in you. And it makes me it made me think that perhaps 
perhaps I've not always got things right when I, I have my set ways and views of the world. And well, I want to make this place a better place and I want to help people. And I certainly want to help Tali and protect her and protect everyone else in Goldview. And, and well, I suppose what I'm saying is, um, and Robin's kind of shuffling a bit, kind of like a, um, a schoolboy. Um, and I, I, I suppose what I'm saying, Helena, is if you would take me into your service as a knight, and I, I, I've read books and I think what I'm supposed to do is kneel and offer you my sword, but I, I think Listen, that might... Robin, you don't need to say any more. You've said the words that were on the tip of my tongue. I was about to say to you that if ever you'd want to be in my service, if ever we get through this together and I take the throne, I will happily invite you to stand by my side. As all of you, I would find work for all of you. I'd give you the lives that you desire as much as I possibly could. If that's what you wish, Robin, it's yours. Robin, at this, is just going to go, do you know what? Let's, let's, oh, fuck it. Let's go for all pomp and ceremony. And he's going to draw Ghostbane and he's going to kneel and he's going to just say, with sincerity and pride, if by my life, I can help you take back your city and can help save your family. Then my sword and my bow and my life, I will give to the cause of protecting Sleepguard. And she nods at you and she'll put her hand on your shoulder at your kneel. And she'll also grip your sword as well, a little bit too tightly, and it draws a little bit of blood. But she's okay with that. And she claps her hands together and smears her hands together. And she just lifts her hand up, so, sort of to gesture you to rise. Thank you, Robin. Uh, you're welcome. Um, shall we... It's getting mighty cold. Shall we Shall we get towards the, the, the fire along with everyone else? Yes, I was saying Claude said it, there's a dead crow for food but i can't stomach anything other than these dry rations in fact i probably won't be able to stomach anything at all um and rubbing her shoulders and her own arms um trying to warm herself up um she puts her hands over her own body and walks by the side of robin back to the um fire as we're about halfway robin is just going to go with like a very churlish thought does that mean i can call myself sir robin Hold your horses. Fair enough. <laughs> and she smiles at you and just gestures you to go towards the fire. And Helen is going to just say to the group, come on then, Castan, let's, let's get a song, a song ready. Uh, okay, I, I, I think I've got one. It's, it's, about, it's a song about home. Okay, is it jolly? Um, we, we want jolly. We don't want anything sort of oh. like a ballad. Um, bell end. Well, you know, we want. I'm really, I'm voting against no, this. Come on, Jargo, you need to just lift your spirits a little. I've never lifted my spirits in right, song. Well, then ever. maybe do it for the first time ever. You're in good company. If I, if I may, just um, question something in the concept of home right now. 
drugs. If you're going to bring out some bagpipes, no, no, you can't. I can, I can lend you bagpipes. Don't get going out folly. Don't give in the bagpipes. I would rather you play the bagpipes in folly. Bagpipes are rather large for me, thank you very much, and I, I don't have any anyway. Fuck it, give in the bagpipes. It'd be hilarious to see. (laughs) Drago, Drago, fuck off. Uh, (sighs) Um. Anyway, yes. uh, What was I saying? Oh, Drago, Robin. What about you two when this is all over? Because you are, well, not of our world. Are you, when you say you two, like how are you inferring us two? Drago and Robin, you you guys are from the Sword Coast, aren't you? How are you going to get home? I mean, I think actually we've just established that Robin's going to be of service to me. I, I'm staying. Oh, 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 you're staying. I, I've not given any thought to to going back to the Sword Coast. I have nothing there but, but by my, well... But, uh, that is fine. Um, I, I only... Uh, bring it up. I've not really had a, a chance to, but before we um, came here and we had the whole chicken wizard, um, I looked at his magic that he had created to shift us from where we were to here, and I believe I can adapt the spell somewhat. Um, and I know you still have a companion here who would possibly really like to go home. Your friend. I believe I'll be able to take you back to the Sword Coast if you wish it. Okay, I obviously can't speak for Robin, and it sounds like he's um, rightfully so going to stay here and help the the retaking of Goldview and um, an admirable thing, definitely. One hundred percent. That's not my path after this and okay I guess I'll get it out here uh, sorry <laughs> 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 oh, that was brilliant comic I'm time afraid for now Helena that will have to stay <laughs> in your dreams uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this episode just took a turn <laughs> my sword in my hand is, is never mind anyway <laughs> Maybe I should talk about this here with you all being by my side. Um, I don't try and give too much thought about what will happen after the blight, um, being single-minded and everything. All I can infer to is the uh, circumstances that led me to here. And one of those, you probably know this, um, is... Elthir and the journey that he's been on. Um, I would really like to be able to save him if possible. If we're on the subject of Elthir, we should talk about how we're going to fix him. Okay, so to that point, um, I've been communicating a lot more with uh, Akiva Nowadays, you might have all seen that I'm having a bit of a, it's not so much a crisis of faith, but a aligning of faith. And I have taken to drawing power 
from him in order to greater serve my own goals as well as defeating the blight um beyond the blight i i needed the power to take on a god called grazet and if defeating the blight doesn't end this god then after the blight that's where my journey will be i will travel to wherever i need to be into all the planes possible to take on this god and kill him and that's that's my path um the reason for this is because he's the one who corrupted elthea and without me i i'm not sure elthea could have been corrupted um when we first traveled here he was the i mean i'm i'm sure robin will admit it he was he was probably the smartest member of our party um self assured absolutely but he wouldn't have willingly accepted grasset's influence and i can't wholly say through my actions i didn't you know, unintentionally push him towards the journey that he's on now right or wrong either way i'm intrinsically linked to what happens to elthir and i will try and save him claude to your point what will we do i've been talking to akiva who said to me what would happen if the death of elthir was needed to end the blight and i know that elthir would rather take my sword or whomever's weapon who sits among us here to end him if it meant ending the blight so i will try and save him to the best of my ability but not if it means the blight winning regardless folly to your point i will be then after the blight if it doesn't end grazet i will end grazet and thereafter yeah i would i'd see myself in the sword ghost i need to go in i need to pay respects to shadar's family and to elthir's family and they deserve to know what happened i would i would have liked to if someone did the same for my father and told me what happened but i had to go and source that information i will bring the news of elthir and and shade up uh to the families um but that's that's um, i'm i'm thinking here really in the future and i don't i don't i don't feel comfortable thinking about it to be honest i um let me stop step you there. time let me stop you there i have the power to save elfir now it worked on those vampires It's, we just have to get close enough to him Well, I will be in touch and distance of him. I assure you. I never said thank you. You let Akiva into your heart. Uh, steady. Heart. Sounds a bit personal. 
Oh, and this, and I'll chuck you my last teddy bear. Drago catch it, knowing exactly. Got? I've only got like five, but I get the used ones back, and then I, I, I cast. But what I was down to the last one. What if they come back all dirty and ruined? Do you sew them up? Yeah, give them a little bath. Do you? Yeah, I'd see them give them a bath. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. And the teddy bear will go in his satchel. So there you go, Folly. Is that is that the answer you wanted? It, it wasn't for me, Drago. I just feel that um, you and Rob, well, all of us have been through quite a lot. And it was certainly an adventure I didn't expect to, uh, to find myself going on. Um. But yeah, what's your plans after all of this? Me? Well, in all fairness, I still think I've got a few adventures left in me yet, so maybe I'll try a little vacation over at the uh, Sword Coast for a bit and try and take in some of the local sites. Vacation you two Carstam, speak we of it so fondly. Castan? Oh, well, we were talking about vacations earlier, weren't we, Castan? Yeah, we were. I've never been on one. Well... If anybody wants to join me for a uh, brief stay over in the Sword Coast, I mean, then... I, I was thinking of somewhere more local, like, you know... It's not really land. a holiday destination. I'm sure somewhere, uh, anywhere, is bound to be a holiday vacation if you've been in the same place for all your life. Are you saying you'll have the means to move between the Sword Coast and Aerith? I... Believe I will have the means to do so. Yes, um, possibly not freely, uh, freely, but possibly not frequently. Um, maybe I can do it too. Once a day. Hold on, we have two of you here that could just get us back Wait, to the Sword Coast go right now. now. It did take like, about bring ten minutes, but I could do. Do you think this would really fuck up the DMs? Oh, plan could you imagine this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on the Sword Coast part. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all back yeah. in Baldur's Gate. There you go. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're off to bring in. Like, oh, Everyone looks towards that fourth camera and yeah. winks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it, Mark. <laughs> seriously, though, both of you have the power to... Seriously, though, both of you have the power to take us back to the Sword Coast. Yeah, like, yes. why aren't we doing this more often? Well, I I've only recently learned this ability. Uh, the 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 chicken wizard. I took note of how he did the um, transportation portal there, and I believe I can just alter some of the um, cryptographic ruins on it to make it. Have into you practiced this folly? Uh, no, but I I've read many many books. I'm more than willing to be Wait my own guinea pig. This sounds like way. stock magic. Oh, no, it's not stock magic, it's mine. My, my, my version isn't, and Akiva just said, here you go, here's my boon, use it to travel in between all the planes if you want. As much as I don't but, trust but, Akiva, I, I think that idea is probably more guaranteed. Do we know if the Sword Coast is on another plane? Yeah, it's been confirmed yeah, by the is. gods, mate. All right. It, it's been confirmed. Folly, I mean, look, if your if your journey after this blight is not one of retaking the gold view. I'm going to fight and kill a god. And, you know, maybe your magic would help. Could we not use these spells to, like, teleport into the middle of the blight and, like, solve it there rather than going through all the undead? Just saying. I'm sure there's a whole reason and episodes in front of us as to why... 
That wouldn't happen. If you want to teleport into the middle of the blight, completely surrounded and by yourself... Without the army. Without the army, then by all means. But I wouldn't recommend it. We quite like to cast down. We don't want to sneak in. Skewer. I agree. Nuke the place from orbit. I don't think it would be very sensible, if I'm honest. Okay. What about you, Castan? What's your whole plan after this? That's where we seem to be going down this conversation. And if it keeps you from playing the bagpipes a little bit longer. It's all right. I'm just like, this, the talking helps warm up my vocal cords. But thank you, Draco. Um, uh, well, I intend personally to hopefully uh, take uh, this story of our journeys and then take it to a publisher and get it published and make some money. And then I might spend some time on a beach. That sounds like the best plan here. <laughs> best one. Yeah, yeah well yeah. done. Well done. That, that, why didn't I think of that? Um, but, but no, um, Folly, I, 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 this is actually amazing news, what you, you brought up about the travel, because it means, and he'll just look at Claude and Drago with quite earnest, and actually around everyone and go, well, it, it means that perhaps, well, I could bring my sister here and meet, and you could meet her all, and she could, she could help us. Eleanor and and well and and it might mean she could meet Tali is what you're saying. Well, I would like that, frankly, and 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 well, maybe it means Elfie has a place in the world. And ha- I mean, home. it could be that also Tali could go home if she wanted to, because you know she always seemed a bit, you know, down about things. Maybe she could go home. I don't know. I think she she actually liked being at the the tavern. I think she I makes think a great land, landlady. Yeah, I think she's, yeah, I think I think she's found her. a place in this world. Absolutely. Her and Kennard, they make a great team. But in all seriousness, Elphir hadn't. Maybe, I don't know, if, if we save him, perhaps we could, I don't know, restore him to whatever path he was on before. And take him home as well. I like this. I like this more than... I care to admit, to be honest, but so do I. So conversation do I. where we're saving Elthir and not condemning him, I um, it you you have my complete willingness to help. I'm sorry, I don't really have an opinion. Again, I didn't know him. Understandable, you never met him. Uh, he was cantankerous. He was egotistical. He was very violent. brilliant in his own way. Uh, so why Obnoxious. do we want to save him? He sounds awesome. Because he's, he's a one friend. of us. You threw a fireball at him, Castan. You've met he him. You threw a fireball at him. He doesn't sound like much of a friend. He left you. He targeted you. Not from against... his own choice. You saw what happened to Kelsan. And um, Kelsan's mind was warped beyond what he would consider his true self. Uh, I can't begin to imagine what Elthir must have been through to become the version that he is today because me and Robin and Claude and Folly, we all knew him before he turned and it's, it's like light and day the two people, one being Elthir of the past and the Elthir of the present. And Robin almost got, not almost, his mind is stronger 
but Robin, uh, Graz had to try to tempt Robin into that vicious mind control where he takes over your actions, your feelings, and your thoughts. Uh, Robin prevailed. Kelsan did not, and you saw what happened there. Kelsan was not Kelsan. He was a mere puppet controlled by a a man who calls himself a god. And that has happened to our friend. You know, I, I, I think about my discussion with Gravette and the way he approached me was to show me the thing that I care about most in the world and the, and the, and, and, and the person who before I came here was effectively my world. And, and what allowed me to resist was my faith in you all. I told him as such. And I, I don't know about you, Drago, Claude and Folly and those of us that knew Elphir. I, I kind of feel if, if Elphir chose Grazet over us, then maybe that's not entirely on Elphir. Maybe we played a part in him making that choice. And Were you to blame for him drop-kicking a town crier down a well? <laughs> no, but it is quite a funny... I, I would like to point story. out, I would like to point out I was in a book at that point, so I think I'm a... Oh, of that course. One, but... Yes, you were. And I probably cheered it on a bit too hard. So really, you know, you caused the whole thing, you lot. Fucking idiots. Now we're just cleaning uh... up your mess. The hindsight's a wonderful thing. Bloody there might hell. be some horrific truth in that sentence, as lightly as you as you put it. Regardless, Helena, uh, sufficient to say that what he was in the Sword Coast is not what he is here, and what he is here has been mentally manipulated by a greater being, and that greater being has a life sentence, and I will end it. Listen, you're my friends. I'll stand by you, whatever you choose to do. You have your own path. I appreciate your support, and I will welcome it. But if, like I said before, this blight does not bring the end of Grazet, then I will... My journey carries on through whichever plane I thought you path. didn't believe in ifs, Drago. I believe in the end of the blight, and I am very hesitant to even talk about such things, but with Folly bringing it up and us all sitting here for what feels like the final time, I'd be remiss if I did not tell you what might be in the cards for me in the future. It's always but good. make no mistake, step one, the ultimate step, the goal, defeat the blight. That was always my step one, too. Listen, it's getting very dark. Karstan, I did want a little light hum of something before bedtime, at least. Yeah, it's just something a little jovial. <sighs> and, you know, if there's, any, if there's any ale that anyone's got, I can, oh, I can certainly go for absolutely. that as well. I mean, maybe, maybe there's something the goblins tent. Yeah, maybe the goblins had something. Drago's going to get up, go into the goblins tent, and for creative license here, comes back with uh, a their own homemade mead moonshine and great moonshine goblin well. moonshine. Six bottles goblin moonshine we've all got um we've all got a drink and uh drago will pass it out to each one of you um helena, helena last helena will take the drink from uh, drago and she raises a glass in the center of the campfire to everybody to what could possibly be the last time my family, the friends that I choose. 
Cheers. to what could possibly be the last time my family, the friends that I choose. Hips to what she said. And then we chink. Have you got a song? Is this is this going to happen like for the only time? Like Helena's right. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll sing you a song. I can't promise it'll be jovial, but it is about home, and that's the important thing. Land of bear and land of eagles, land that gave us birth and blessings, land that calls us ever homeward. We will go home across the mountains. We will go home. We will go home. We will go home across the mountains. We will go home singing our songs. We will go home across the mountains. Land of freedom, land of heroes, land that gave us hope and memories hear our singing hear our longing we will go home across the mountains we will go home we will go home we will go home across the mountains we will go home singing our songs. We will go home across the mountains. And with that, as the camera sets from Helena's point of view, Helena's feeling warmth from the fire, the alcohol cursing down into her stomach. She's feeling very hopeful from Carstan's beautiful song. And we pull out from Helena's point of view, panning around the campfire to where each member of the party is taking what could be their last drink before the final battle. And that ends this episode very special episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. Thank you all very much for listening. Ah, wow. Boomtown. We did it. Yes, Will. I, Will. That was amazing. Will. Will. That was epic. Well done, Will. Yeah. Man. A special shout out to Casey, who had to do a lot of the load lifting of this episode. Uh, you fucking nailed it. That was awesome. Good shit. It was interesting as hell to see um, your perspective. Um, and I think it worked very well for this audio book style episode and i take and tip my cap off to each and every one of you and thank you very much for not poking too many holes in this side story look at us all let's all pat each other on the back and high five and everything like that i hope that everyone at home is high fiving even if you just listen to it to yourself do me a favor take your right hand put it over your head take your left hand put it over the other side of your head and then meet them in the middle to give yourself a well-earned high five especially for making this through making it with us through episode 99 next one the big one episode 100 tuning next week 
to find out what shenanigans we get up to then. Thank you very much for listening and making us a part of your everyday week. We love you. If you wanted to keep in touch with the podcast, please do so. Our Twitter page combined is at Fellowship Table. And then if you wanted to go one step further and follow us individually, you can do so. Our original and the best, the GOAT DM is at the Hastily Rolled DM. Thank you. At Hasty Roll DM. You can find me at iRolled1. You can find Darren at Darren Page06. You can find Callum at The D20 Gamer. You can find our songbird Will at Natural20 Will. New album next week. <laughs> Danny at Total Party Thrills. And our wonderfully performed point of view special person tonight, Casey at Unicorn Quit. Until next time, guys. We will go home, we will go home, we will go home across the mountains. We will go home singing our songs, we will go home across the mountains. Land of freedom, land of heroes, land that gave us hope and memories. Hear our singing, hear our longing, we will go home across the mountains.